Biden's desperate for a new Iran deal and energy policy could soon be used to limit our freedom. I'm Greg Corumbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a like a weapon light and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, Army, and Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. And the Mantis X can improve your shooting dramatically, and it's a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you should also be able to act on your Second Amendment responsibility and be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's Mantis x.com I like knowing exactly where my tasty, delicious meat comes from. And with Moink, that place is small family farms all across America. From farm direct to your dining table, Moink gives you access to the freshest, sustainably sourced meat and fish. Moink is dedicated to helping save rural America. Join the Moink movement today. The Moink difference is one that you can taste and feel good knowing that you're helping family farms stay financially independent. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Keep America farming by signing up at moinkbox.com slash Dana right now and get free filet mignon for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash Dana. That's moinkbox.com slash Dana. And now, America must choose to move forward or to move backwards, to build a future or obsess about the past, to be a nation of hope and unity and optimism, or a nation of fear, division, and of darkness. MAGA Republicans have made their choice. They embrace anger. They thrive on chaos. They live not in the light of truth, but in the shadow of lies. But together, together we can choose a different path. He just described BLM. He just described Antifa. Hey, welcome to the Friday edition of the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, proud MAGA Republican. Latino, not Latinx, Latino from South Texas, uh, signing on from the studios of KURV in the RGV of Texas. It's the Dana Show. God bless you, Dana. Big hug and a kiss to you and Chris and, and all the crew. Thanks for calling us up for service uh, today. So I, I'm, I was listening to Joe Biden and, and had to, I'm thankful it was like 25 minutes, the little speech from Independence Hall last night. Uh, Man, I don't think I could take any more of all the cliches. Um, who was he talking to? I was, when, when he was you know, just going on and on, these platitudes, democracy, democracy, all these cliches. I was like, who's he talking to? Outside of his crazy, willfully blind 
Democrat base. They're like the dye in the wool blue, like down to the bone marrow blue <laughs> Democrat base. That's all he was speaking to. Those were the only people that he was talking to last night, because if the objective of last night's speech, which, believe me, I'm grateful. I, I heard, and, and you probably would need to confirm for me. I, I was, you know, I've been doing shows here at my radio station all morning long, and and I heard a couple of times, even with some a couple of Fox reporters I spoke with early this morning, they said, yeah, I don't think this speech was on the networks. We had, like, college football game last night, Thursday night football. So I don't think it ran. I'm, I'm glad it didn't run. Because he, he wasn't, Joe Biden wasn't putting some new initiative, something of national importance. It was all political importance. In, in essence, a 25-minute speech, would, you should probably go online wherever you can find it and listen to it. It's only 25 minutes of torture. But it's nothing but platitudes. Democracy! 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 He sounded like, I posted this on Twitter, he sounded like a, like a, like a South America, Central America tyrant. Democracy, democracy is mob rule. Dopey! My goodness! Listen to that, if you can stand it, because many times what he was describing was his radical leftist Democrat base. There's nothing but lies. So if his objective was to try to get independence, to go out and vote for a week, let's say, Pennsylvania Democrat senatorial candidate, or get them... I mean, get the Democrat base plus independence that he desperately needs. He needs a lot of independence to ignore all the mess of his administration, the border mess, the economic mess, the inflation mess, the energy mess, go on and on, the light bills that are going through the roof, all this stuff that he's responsible for, hoping to get some independence go out and try to save the Democrat lead in the U.S. House, try to save the 50-50 split in the U.S. Senate. I don't think he got it. Do you? Look, at Twitter... You can say hi and send me an opinion. I'll try to go back. I got so busy this morning. I'm, I'm so bad at proper promotion. My goodness. I need a couple of assistants. I thank God for for my expert producer, Freddie down here. But he's got his own long list of stuff. Too. I've, I should have posted this on, on Facebook and Twitter. Make good news. Hey, I'm going to be in for dinner. Look, you want to say hi? You got a different opinion of this. I'm willing to... See it later, because I didn't go on and promote the fact I was going to be on, on the Daily Show right now. It's at Sergio Talk, S-E-R-G-I-O Talk, at Sergio Talk. Say hi, and you know, send me your, your well, you can't send a thesis. You can do that on, on, on Facebook, if you, if you can find, you can write an extended thesis, but you're only limited to 140 characters on the, uh, on the messaging thing. He didn't get any independence. And on his campaign message to unite the nation, oh, sure, he sure as heck didn't do that, don't you think? Oh, Dopey went on and called me a mega Republican and Donald Trump by name. Did he do the name thing or did he just, I think he just, well, I need to go back and listen to it again. So I don't think he actually said the name Donald Trump, did he? Oh, you, is it there, the... the Go ahead, Steve. Play that cut, Roka. Let me see how we'll he described it. Be honest with that. each other uh -huh. and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not 
normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans there we go. represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Yeah. Riots aren't normal. Arson, that's not normal. Burning, looting businesses, burning, destroying police cars, that's not normal. Throwing bottles full of you know, frozen water at police, seizing a federal courthouse in what Portland, Oregon for days on end, shining those dangerous little laser pointers that you never should give your kids because they could burn, you know, burn their eyes. We go blind with stuff like that. They're little Antifa punks out in Portland, all these protesters pointing that straight into the eye of state and federal officers responding to a Portland, Oregon courthouse seized for how how long was that? Like three, four months of continuous violence? That's that's normal. That's the Democrats. We saw Joe Biden this week desperately take to the microphone and you know propose funding the police. Why is he doing that? He's, he's funding. He's proposing funding the police that they're not that they. He doesn't want to defund the police. They want to fund the police because the Democrats, unfortunately, the Democrats. And and I feel so bad for fellow patriots, you guys who love our country, want our country to continue. And yes, you still to this day call yourself a Democrat. I do honestly, genuinely feel for you because you're probably angry and confused and disappointed in the present incarnation of this political movement that is a Democrat party that has nothing to offer for the continuation, the preservation of this country. It's definitely not America first. Definitely not make America great again. MAGA, which I'm I'm proud to re- I'm proud to call myself. Like I said at the beginning, proud MAGA Republican signing on to the show today. But according to Joe Biden, Donald Trump the once president, I hope he's president again. If it's not him, I do hope it's Ron DeSantis or somebody similar-minded who will put our country first. And, and I know for some of y'all, especially you veterans, you guys are Democrats, veterans, you actually, you had, a, you had some skin in the game. You put your life up to be sacrificed to preserve our way of life. You still call yourself a Democrat, but you need to be better informed, amigo, because this is not JFK's Democrat Party. Far from it. Not LBJ's party. Far from it. And they, you know, they had their own personal failings. But despite that, it seemed that they worked for the betterment of our country. Right now, it's a bunch of radicals, a bunch of crazies. And all these references that Joe Biden was making last night, to all this violence and this radicalism, he drew a line in the sand. He did not unite our country last night. Absolutely no way. 74-plus million Americans who voted for Donald Trump here I am, included in that bunch, plus 74 million other Americans, were the radicals, were the danger. One thing I have no doubt, every single vote for Donald Trump back in 2020, every single number that's counted on that final tally, 74 million, 75, whatever it was, I am convinced that every single one of those votes went to the polls determined to stay in line as long as necessary to make sure they got their vote in by mail, whatever it took to get that vote in, whatever was necessary to get that vote, because they supported the Make America Great Again idea. They supported Donald Trump. Some of them a bit more fervent in their love for El Presidente. I won't go there, because 
And unfortunately, there are some within the party and the mega movement who think Donald Trump's poop don't stink. And I'm sure it does, but he's human being. He's made a lot of mistakes. But despite his mistakes, despite his shortcomings, despite his mean tweets and anything else that you want to say, he absolutely he was the best president in our nation's history. And I do hope he comes back because he's the ultimate outsider. Washington, D.C., the swamp, all these career bureaucrats have been there more than a generation, all these politicians. And unfortunately, because voters back in their district have been too lazy to kick them out every two years or every six years of senators, they like the gravy train coming in, thanks to the representatives. This system of government that is corrupt, he was the ultimate outsider and did a lot of good for our economy, for our nation, for reforming politics. He is a force to be reckoned with. And I love him, and I pray for him, and I hope that he comes back. But right now, he is under assault. They're going after him for <laughs> documents. I had a conversation with a friend of mine here in Texas, Dr. Jeffrey Attica. I'm going to share that conversation with you later in the show. I believe it's going to come up in, in hour three. We're going to go to, to law school with Dr. Jeffrey Attica later. They go to his house. They get all these documents. They raid. They, it's the nuclear option for a process that he'd been, as far as we know, cooperating with for months and months and months. Taking whatever it is that the National Archives wanted back. You know the story. I don't have to repeat that to you. But they they were nuclear. A raid. 30 plus A's. We don't don't we have like, I don't know, sex trafficking or child sex trafficking or fentanyl being trafficked uh, across, you know, several cities. Don't don't we have criminal you know, drug rings or human trafficking or don't don't we have any other criminal activity that the FBI should be focusing on? No, DOJ and FBI under the present administration. Go to his house and seize all these documents, go for the nuclear option, and they're actively looking to press some charges. I do believe and Dr. Attica doesn't believe they're gonna press charges. I do believe they will because they don't want him to run. To me it's just common sense. They want to tie him up, hog time and all sorts of legal processes and and answering, you know, court summons and subpoenas and, and all this for the next 24 months so that he doesn't run for president. And, and have you heard all this, the incredible carping on the part of some of these idiots? Well, he's, he has no standing. He's calling for um, a special master, you know, some, some third party, impartial, the special master. He has no standing. for. How is it possible he has no standing? Because all these questions roll in my, in my mind. That's why I called my friend Jeffrey Atticott at the law school at St. Mary's here in Texas, up in Central Texas, San Antonio, said, man, you got to explain to me, and, and explain to the Dana audience for that matter. <laughs> I was they keep saying, he has no standing. He's like, the, they raided his house. He's the one who's being investigated. They want to, they want to suit him up with an orange jumpsuit for Lord how They want to bring charge. They want to drag him to court. They want to drag him to jail. How does he not have standing? It's his butt that's on the line. And anyway, that conversation coming up later in the program. Hey, appreciate you joining us. Already 19 minutes after that. This is The Dana Show. We're broadcasting from The Dana Show Southern Command in South Texas. You stick around. And, and don't forget, if, if you're like dra- driving this holiday weekend, since we got Labor Day weekend, I invite you, because this is what I do. I feel my weekend going back and picking a podcast from Dana and from other friends I like listening to. 
and just fill my mind with information all the time. So whether it's you're washing dishes or going to the beach or going to see a family member on the road, go get all those different podcasts from Dana online. From South Texas, McAllen, Texas, RGV at Texas, home to even Elon Musk, SpaceX down the street uh, here in, in Brownsville, Texas. This is The Dana Show. As ransomware and other cyber attacks continue to sweep the nation, traditional antiviruses continue to fail as they cannot detect new malware and ransomware. And that's because they operate off a blacklist. And many of these antiviruses are made in the same foreign countries that the malware originates from. PCmatic is the only solution that is 100% made in America and uses proprietary whitelist technology to protect against all known and unknown cyber threats, including ransomware, malware, identity theft, and nation-state attacks. PCmatic protects homes and businesses of all sizes. PCmatic also makes your computers run faster by performing automated maintenance and system optimization. Protect your devices with an American-made cyber solution. PCmatic is just $50 for five devices for one entire year with a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Act now and receive $5 off your entire order of PCmatic protection by visiting PCmatic.com Dana. Again, to protect you and your family from ransomware, malware, and other cyber threats, visit PCmatic.com Dana. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Even in this moment, with all the challenges we face, I give you my word as a Biden, I've never been more optimistic about America's future. Not because of me, but because of who you are. We're going to end cancer as we know it. Mark my word. (laughs) I hope so. You know... President Biden, when he said that last night, and I know he has a passion for cancer research. That's the, that's the only thing that he said last night that I agreed with. And I hope and pray it becomes a reality. Hey, welcome to The Dana Show if you're just joining us. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my dear friend Dana Lash. And uh, you stick around. And later in this hour, we're going to have a conversation about education, test scores, plummeting and how we turn things around. It's going to be a long time. It's so bad, so bad. I got one education expert on the front lines uh, looking at ACT, SAT scores. That's irrelevant now when it comes to college admission. David Dillard, my friend, he's going to be joining me here in a little bit. Hey, uh, thank you if you're tuning in on the live edition online or, or somewhere out there, and there are many affiliates for The Dana Show. Uh, Renee reached out over at, at Sergio Talk on Twitter. Thanks, Renee. Uh, As far as the speech uh, said, hey, is it possible that the Dems wanted Joe to go out there do the speech so that he could be removed? They could remove him for being angry and senile. Well, what are they waiting for? They've had plenty of examples uh, already. And what about that backdrop? Like the reddish hues with the black background it looked, it looked really sus, don't you think? Like something from, I don't know, mid-1930s, late-1930s, you know, some rallies. I know they were black and white, but all the modern portrayals of it, those were the things, black and red. I had a friend at the network who told me he was there last night listen, listening to this and watching this. Uh, the, uh, the, the building was actually red, white, and blue. They just happened to broadcast the red and black version of it with and the picture that dominated all the the soldiers joe biden like just looking angry with hands in the air yeah definitely didn't work in his favor okay steve well let's do some headlines 
And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Godspeed Artemis One. I love this stuff. So Artemis One, look, gonna shoot a capsule around the moon 40 some odd days, hoping to get this thing launched tomorrow. And tomorrow, at a theater near you, since it's National Cinema Day, uh, you'll have a chance to go see a movie for three bucks at many, like hundreds and hundreds of participating theaters nationwide. From South Texas, the Dana Show Southern Command, I'm Sergio Sanchez. You stick around. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. But as I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight, I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face. Yeah. And if you vote Republican, if you are among the 74 million voters, no doubt, I have no question, reservation, that any of these Trump voters, any of these numbers for, for Trump in 2020 came as a result of, mm, I don't know, stuffed ballot boxes in the middle of the night by several mules that were running all over the place. I have no doubt every single person on that Trump tally wanted to vote for Trump and wanted to vote for making this country great again. How are you, friend? Thanks for joining us today. Friday edition of The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and we're broadcasting from The Dana Show Southern Command, still on blessed soil in Texas. We're in southern Texas. Dana broadcasts to the world in in north Texas. We're in southern Texas, just a few miles away from Mexico. Right there, just, just a little bit of drive south. Haven't gone to Mexico such a long time. And I don't want the U.S. of A. I don't want our country to become Mexico. I want to preserve our liberties. I, I, I want proper education of our children so that they understand how fleeting their liberty is if they don't inform themselves, if they surrender their rights. Their rights are not supposed to be limited or legislated in any way. Otherwise, was it a right to begin with? Think of just, for example, personal defense. 
What you don't have south of the border here just a few miles. Just south of the border, the cartels rule everything. They run everything. They run the government. The cartels south of the border, truckloads of high-powered weapons, rifles, grenade launchers, I kid you're not military-style weapons. It's the cartels that run everything south of the border. The police or the military, their weapons don't even match. Especially military, especially the police, that definitely don't match the cartels. Here in this country, thank God for this blessed country. Everybody wants to come to. That's why we have this immigration problem. Joe Biden left the door open. You can defend yourself. And part of the Part of the speech, and, and I, I didn't hear it last night from Joe Biden. I was expecting for him to you know, say more about the efforts to take long guns away. The, you know, the scary-looking ones, the AR-15s. Oh, they're so scary. They look like military weapons. I have no idea. And our children have no idea. And it's so scary to see how many people buy into this crap. Surrender your liberty. Just surrender a little bit now. Surrender a little later. Oh, let's make sure the 18-year-olds can't purchase... Long guns, can't purchase rifles, bit by bit. The contradiction, ain't that weird? Here in Texas, there's been, sadly, there's been a strong movement for many days now after what happened in Uvalde. And, yes, the the pain of these folks in Uvalde and Santa Fe and other places. But, see, our citizens, our children, don't understand the privilege, the, the liberty that they enjoy in this country, to defend yourself, unlike in Mexico, where the citizens, they can't arm themselves. They can't protect themselves with pistols, with rifles. The cartels run everything, and the military down there, they don't even have weapons that match what the cartels have. Here in this country, you can protect yourselves from cartel-like individuals, organized crime, individuals who wish to take your property, your life, your liberty, or protect yourself against the government. We don't understand that. They always keep asking, we got to do something. We got to do something to protect the children. Got to protect, we got to do something, they say. There's a push to, you know, and the Governor Abbott's not budging, by the way, thankfully. Thank you, Governor. No, court rulings have said no. Adults are 18. They want to buy a long gun. They can buy. That's part of the liberties, to protect yourself against a tyrannical government and other individuals who wish to seize your life and your property. No, 18-year-olds can't because 18-year-olds, when they go to the military, when they sign their life away to the government to be used as a tool by the government, no matter who the president is, they're allowed to carry these rifles, carry these guns, which, by the way, they need to address the whole issue about. Why is it that they can't carry it at military bases? That's another thing that we, we, need, to, we need to investigate. But back to the 18-year-olds. Hey, some crazy ideas right now because they think we need to do something. 18-year-olds should not purchase long guns. Yet, just down the street, you got another group of crazies saying that 8-year-olds should choose whether they're boy or girl and allow parents to take them to a clinic, inject them with hormone therapies to suppress their natural genes, their hormones, and do the snip-snip, cut-cut, to change your sex at eight years old. Isn't that crazy? That's just absolutely insane. Thanks so much for joining us on The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for Dana. You want to say hi, you go to a Twitter at Sergio Talk. Test scores for fourth graders or nine-year-old, 10-year-old babies plummeting to 30-year lows. And not only doing the COVID thing, not only doing a number on the test scores, but also... The revenue that folks that administer ACT and the SAT have been doing. My conversation with education expert David Dillard.
National Center for Fair and Open Testing, they said that over 1,800 colleges and, and universities did not require an SAT or ACT test for admission. David Dillard is in North Texas. He's with KD College Prep. Tell folks what KD College Prep is again, David. We work with high school students to help them to navigate the journey to college admissions, dealing with both college admissions counseling and test prep. Is this 1,800-plus colleges, no SAT, ACT, is this a seismic shift in college admissions where perhaps these these tests will be irrelevant in your future? Well, it, it is a, a definite trend that I think uh, may be the new normal for a while, and uh, it is a, a uh, move uh, in that direction. You're seeing about uh, uh, 43% of the applicants that submitted test scores last year uh, uh, submitting test scores uh, as compared to 77% the year before. Uh, and that's, that's a significant amount. Uh, but, uh, and it's, it's understandable. I mean, during the pandemic, uh, uh, colleges were scrambling because they were not able to, um, to administer test sites because of, of uh, COVID uh, spread and, and kids weren't able to go get tests. And so they were, they were scrambling to remove the obstacles and, and they, they needed to send a signal that, that they were open for business and they were worried about enough students applying uh, to their schools and filling up their freshman classes and, and uh, being able to have enough tuition to, to keep the doors open. And, and so they sent that signal and, and it was received by the public. I mean, uh, uh, we, we, we saw uh, a 21% surge in applications in uh, uh, 2021 compared to the year before in the middle of COVID. And, and uh, that, that sent a signal that, that uh, uh, you shouldn't let test scores be an obstacle to applying to college. And, and this, the surge was even greater at, at more popular schools and more competitive schools. Uh, some colleges receiving over 100,000 applications this last year. So, mm. so it has accomplished what it was intending to do um, but it's unclear what the what the trend will be long term. Uh, I mean, we're we're already seeing some schools that are rethinking their policies. MIT came out last spring and 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 said this test optional thing really isn't working for us. And mm-hmm. we're seeing a number of others that are reconsidering whether this is a long term uh, policy or or a temporary policy. But hey. but it has encouraged students to to apply. We're seeing more applications being submitted, more more test scores being submitted from uh, more fluent applicants. We're seeing more test scores being submitted uh, for students who are applying to highly selective schools, both public and private. Uh, but but it's interesting. We're seeing a lower number of uh, test scores being submitted uh, among minority and first generation students, and and some students are not even are not submitting test scores to all schools. They're just picking and choosing based on whether they think it will make a difference. Okay. So so well, it's, a, it's a variety of things that we're seeing at this point. David Dillard is with Katie College Prep. The reason I ask you if it was a seismic shift, 
with the specific number that the gang over at the National Center for Fair and Open Testing said, 1,830 colleges. Now, I went fishing real quick, found that the U.S. Department of Education, their tally, we have almost 4,000 colleges and universities in this country. That's almost 50% of ACT and ACT revenue not coming in this year, maybe last year, maybe next year. You know, you off board now. Are these people at SAT, ACT, are they going to survive financially where if they would like to onboard again, are they going to stick around in the near future? That's a lot of money lost. That's almost half the universities and colleges, according to the number I saw from the Department of Education. Yes, I mean, it, it is a change, but the, the whole college admissions model is is changing. And so uh, the, the, the real issue is, is this. Uh, is is whether a student, I mean, we're, we've been educational counselors for over three decades, and, and we're always trying to decipher what, what the headline means. Uh, what, you know, it's, it's not uh, what, what it means on an academic level. It's what should my kid do? And so the takeaway from the headline is this. That college admissions is always considered a broad range of, of data points, both academic and personal. And, and the score has been an easy target during COVID, but the watering down of grades and automatic passing uh, that we've seen at schools uh, during COVID is something that uh, uh, has put uh, GPAs and grades uh, suspect uh, over the last couple of years. And, and we're seeing other other data points in the in the application process that that are coming under scrutiny as well i mean okay. many schools are now uh no longer ranking uh and and so uh we're seeing that being removed as a data point that colleges can evaluate yeah. and so test scores have been one of the few factors that have provided a consistent comparison uh for any student who's applying from anywhere in the world uh, and so if I'm, if I'm trying to put together the best application, the question is, how, how, what can I do to uh, affect my, my view from a college? And so I'm trying to touch everything that I can to improve. Yes, uh, you've got to pay attention to grades. You've got to get involved. You've got to look for leadership opportunities. But you still have an opportunity to improve a test score and submit that and add it to the equation. And so well, uh, if I'm advising my kid, I'm saying let's put together the best application we can on all the things that could be considered. And most colleges are, uh, have not gone test-blind. Yes, there are, there are those that are test-blind, but there are many colleges out there well, that will still consider test scores if you have them. That's yeah. the real issue. The, the, uh, I think it was the, uh, the some national assessment on educational issues. They show the nosedive on math, reading, scores, and I think they broke it down by demographic. I think the math was like 5% down for whites, 8% down Latinos, and like 13% down for blacks on, on national math testing. And I know it's all this is COVID-fueled, but with this ACT, SAT, they're foregoing, like almost half of college is foregoing the testing for that. Do you know if, like, behind the scenes, there are more, there's a more social justice warriorism, more nefarious push to, to lower the bar just to get them into school? Is it fair to describe it that way? Well, we, we've seen that bar lowered uh, considerably during COVID. I mean, uh, schools were just trying to keep students engaged, and they were no longer uh, measuring their, their capability 
um, and you've seen the results of it in recent uh, reports on on the, the COVID hit that students yeah, the, are taking. The, the we'll see the repercussions of this for decades. Yeah, sadly. Uh, and and that is that's the challenge that we have. Okay. As as educators, you've got you've got to figure out how to close the gap and 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 bring these All levels right. back up. Check uh, the resources at K and D as in Dallas K D College Prep. Uh, they're based in North Texas. Thank you, David, for your time, David Dillard. You're listening to the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and for my friend Dana, it's an honor. You can say hi at Sergio Talk. Hey, stick around. One of the questions I had as a result of all this FBI stuff and DOJ stuff over at Trump's home in Florida and all these boxes of, of papers and documents they took away. And man, some of these people hell-bent on prosecuting him. Hey, is it, is it too late under, you know, the right um, situation? You know, Donald Trump at the White House or uh, Ron DeSantis at the White House and Republicans controlling all committees. Is it too late to prosecute Hillary Clinton for... The crimes she did commit, but Jim Comey, uh, Jim Comey did not want to, you know, refer and charge and send, you know, to the court. That's coming up later in the show, a conversation with a law school professor friend of mine from Central Texas up in San Antonio. Meantime, you're listening to The Dana Show from South Texas, RGV of Texas. I'm Sergio Sanchez. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one of a kind American made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market, they innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants, from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting, because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons, and products, check out KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Keltec, creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. KeltecWeapons.com. Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. I'm going to give a shout-out to Becky and Randy, who from the beginning have been intentional partners, intentional collaborators, speaking for you, lifting up concerns, lifting up voices. But this intentional collaboration is something that we want to continue moving forward. Uh, what were the American Federation of Teachers? Yeah, that's what Randy Weingarten uh, heads, right? The the union? Or they're telling the federal government when, how to close, open up schools, all based on fear and what they deemed to be convenient for the union. Yeah, that's the education secretary, uh, Mike Cardona, if I remember his name correctly. Yeah, praising the the unions. Yeah, because um, thank you for your campaign donation for all these Democrat races nationwide. That's like nine to one ratio. If it's if it's probably bigger than that, at least nine to one ratio. All these teachers unions filling the pockets of all filling the coffers of all these Democrats running for reelection. Vote intelligently, friend. The election is man, just down the road. It's like 60, what is it? It's be that, about 66, 67 days away, something like that. Hey, welcome to the Dana Show. Hey, you stick around for more educational conversations I got just around the corner. I, I went to law school with 
my friend Jeffrey Atticott from St. Mary's University up in Central Texas, up in San Antonio. And my question was, hey, is it too late? Let's say, um, you know, Republicans take the White House and they take everything two years from now. Is it, is it still possible to, you know, how we turned a blind eye to Hillary Clinton? And all the crimes that she committed. Is it possible to go back? Just take Jim Comey's uh, piece of paper with all the different crimes. Copy, paste that, hit it to a, give it to a grand jury, and let's go, man. Let's go. Based on, hey, what they're trying to do right now in Florida, hey, payback is, you know what? That's coming up later in the program. Uh, just one to provide a final mention on this cancer comment. Uh, the only thing I agreed with President Biden in the speech last night to defeat cancer. Yeah, I hope so. But how many billions and hundreds of billions of dollars through the years have been thrown toward cancer research? Maybe I'll mention this a little later because I might need a little bit more time. But my kid, my little one, my 10-year-old uh, suffers from cystic fibrosis. And they have, through private efforts, have developed therapies that are saving his life and allowing him to probably live as old as I am in my 50s, early 50s. I'll tell you more about that later. Thank you for joining us from South Texas, the Dana Show Southern Command. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. I'm assuming the divisive tone is coming from 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 whom? From the right. From the right. So, look, we understand we hit a nerve. We get that. <laughs> we understand that they're trying to hide, and uh, we understand that ultra MAGA office holders uh, want to play games here and dodge accountability uh, for their extreme proposals and actions. But they're just telling on themselves. The White House. Uh Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. Hey, welcome to Hour 2 of the program, the Dana Show from South Texas on Texas Blessed Soil, USA. From the Southern Command of the Dana Show, I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi, send a comment question at Sergio Talk on the Twitter's thing, as, as Dana said. Yeah, hit a nerve with her. Man, they've been hitting nerves, and, and I hate it. You know, I really hate when... When you know what it is when you hit a, like on your elbow, hit a, you hit um, the nerve, hit the funny bone, right? Like it's like it shocks the in, the entire arm. Your hands freeze up, get all stiff. It's like wait, if you hit that funny bone, you hit that nerve just right, man, it will in, incapacitate you for almost a full minute. It's just the pain of that sucker. It's like getting a Charlie horse. This Biden administration 
is nothing but a Charlie horse. This Biden administration is nothing but hitting that nerve. The entire administration. What's so sad is that they don't see it. The administration doesn't see it. And what's even what's even scarier, amigo, we're going into a midterm election where, look, in my opinion, because I do not believe, just like Joe Biden tried to convince everybody it was nothing but a political speech, thank you. If your network, you guys didn't carry it last night, thank you for your public service to America, recognizing this was nothing but a hyper-political speech, nothing but a personal attack against Donald Trump and all the MAGA Republicans. Joe Biden did not unite the country whatsoever, divided us even more, drew a line in the sand. Really saddens me that I have to say, look, it's just like like Joe Rogan. When Joe Rogan gets it, this dude was he was a a Bernie lover, a, a communist lover, all in for a Bernie Sanders a few days, you know, a few years back. This things are so screwed up; they stink to high heaven under this Biden administration. And Joe Rogan out there saying, uh, "Vote Republican." <laughs> Elon Musk, who loves all sorts of subsidies to start up his companies. Elon Musk has been bashed for how many weeks now? My new neighbor here down the street in Brownsville at, at Starbase, Brownsville, Texas, here on the beach. Elon Musk, voting Republican, first time in his life. He went out, I don't know if you know this, but made the headlines a few days back. Elon Musk lives here in Brownsville part of the time. He, he's... I think he's registered here because he was making news because he's voting Republican. He was making all sorts of noise for Maida Flores, a recent dear friend of mine. We made uh, we started friendship because she ran for Congress. She represents like flipped from D to R in a special election, and now we got a Latina, um, his, his, Hispanic, uh, Latina female. I mean, put all the demographic and labels on it, conservative, God-fearing, pro-life, pro-border patrol, you know, shut down the open board. She's now in Congress, and she's going to be running again because she's in a special election. She won that. And Elon Musk making noise and supporting her and voting Republican. Amazing times. I, it, it pains me to say. If it has a D next to it, bye. Bye-bye. Send it home, especially in the U.S. House. And I know in the Senate, same thing. Any anyone running for Senate has a D next to it. You got to send them home. You got to send a message to the White House. You got to send a message to the the clueless leaders in this party. You, all parties, all citizens need. We all need to be rowing in the same direction in favor of our nation. We need to think America first every time, not politicians first, not parties first. America first. And, man, there's no evidence whatsoever of that being the mindset over the Democrat. As much as Joe Biden, you know, his flailing, his arms, you know, making fists, putting his, his arms up, looking all angry with that deep blood, red, and black background that looked very sus last night, you know, like late 1930s uh, Germany speech, very, very sus. Despite all his platitudes and his cliches and his lies, the anger, the intolerance, the cancel culture, the crazy revolutionary Marxist thinking, 
destroy gender, force people to say pronouns, all this cultural revolution crap, this craziness, it comes from the Democrats. This defund the police. We're talking about funding the police. Why? Because there was a defund the police movement that was birthed where? In Minneapolis, Minnesota, eh? By the Democrats. We're talking about it now because they own it. And, you know, he's just trying his best last night, being a typical politician, trying to be all slick, trying to sound powerful and sure of himself and wanting the best of America. They don't want the best of America, of America, for America. They don't. I'm convinced of it more than ever before. I told you last hour, this is not JFK's or LBJ's Democrat Party. You know what's scary is not you constantly listen to the radio. I know you guys are smarter than the average radio listening bear listening to the Dana show and other great talkers nationwide and thinking all day and consuming information, retaining the good, rejecting the bad, looking at how it affects your life, your pocketbook, your health, your children, your future. You want America to be around. So you're constantly feeding yourself with information, but it's scary to see how many people are so misinformed, ill-informed. I know everybody's busy. I like to think that maybe all these people are just working too much. They're getting spoon-fed top and bottom of the hour news from traditional networks that don't do liberty any service. The liberty that they enjoy as, as a free press as well. They could so It's ephemeral. They could so easily lose, become a Venezuela, could become a Cuba, become a Soviet Union. The centralized state oppresses and controls all the information. It, they don't do liberty any favors, the free press in this country. It's spoon-feeding propaganda, leftist propaganda, carrying the water for the Democrat Party, carrying water for bogus investigations. All these years, the Russia, 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 bogus investigation, the Ukraine quid pro quo crap, every top of the hour, all this spoon-feeding all this information, making you afraid of COVID and all these things. And in those first two minutes of every hour, for example, on radio or in the evening news or any other sources of information, could be social media. No wonder the ratings are going through the floor for traditional media, ABC, CBS, NBC. They're having to cut back. People are looking for truth. They're doing whatever it takes to go find the truth. Get more information. God bless you for listening to The Dana Show. Go seek more truth and information, amigo. I tell you this because... The Wall Street Journal, not exactly a left-wing rag. They did a poll of 1,300 registered voters just a few days back. Man, you'd be blown away to find out. I was. 52% in their poll of these registered voters, they think that the FBI search of Donald Trump's home in Florida was justified. Do you, listening right now, do you have enough information on what took place, what was removed, why it was removed? Not even Donald Trump knows that right now. He's trying to get a third party, a special master, you know, master of the universe, some type of master dude, go in there and figure out what's going on. The argument from DOJ, from FBI, he's got no standing. No standing. What? He's the dude being investigated. You went into his house. How the heck does he have not have any standing? 
He doesn't know enough of what was taken. He doesn't have a lawyer sifting through all these pieces of paper and, and these documents and these folders to figure out what they're hoping to charge him with. How is it possible? So, see, this is how poorly informed, sometimes just willfully, people just going along with what they think is a, might, be, might be the popular answer, and really with no information, no substance to back it up. If Donald Trump and his attorneys don't even know why, then you don't know why. And the 1,300 people that were polled by the Wall Street Journal, they don't know why either. <laughs> Just answer, and I'm wondering if it was part of the polls. Yeah, that's another thing. Because you know how it is. They a ask you a question and say, yes, no, and I would hope they would offer a C, right? Like option C. I don't know. Because see, that would be right now for everybody. I think 95, 96% everybody's saying, they should be saying, I don't know if it was an option in that poll. Don't you think? With only, you know, hardened, truly hardened Democrats saying, uh, yes, absolutely, get him, get him, lock him up, lock him up. The Wall Street Journal, 52% majority polled agree with a statement that the FBI was part of of a legal and proper investigation that this that they were justified in going to Trump's home and taking all this way. And to this day, we're still waiting on those whole you know, special master, special counsel to look at this. No, it's not special counsel, special master to look at this stuff. Speaking of another poll, did you see this? Let me go deeper into my little stack here. Four in ten. This, this caught my eye. I have... I haven't been able to let this one go. I've talked about it several times in my talk show. I just find this amazing. Yes, I know we've been we've we've been divided in our country's history to the point where we've come to blows and have killed hundreds of thousands of our young men in civil war. We've been divided where you know we've come to fisticuffs outside the Democrat convention '68 in Chicago and people fighting over the Vietnam War. We, we've been divided in our country for. You know, over the Iraq War, we've been, we've been divided by, by so many things in this country. But this division, this chasm that we experience today has a peculiar look to it that, f from my opinion, maybe I'm consuming too much news, maybe I just know too much, I, I care too much, I'm paying too much attention. As they say, ignorance is a bliss. Right? Maybe it'd be better for me not to know. Because obviously... 52% of people that answered the Wall Street Journal report, 52% of the 1,300 think they know it all. And, uh, yeah, the FBI should be, but obviously they, they don't because nobody does. So let me go to this poll. This, that poll from Wall Street told me how brutally ignorant most Americans are when it comes to facts, just standard facts. And this other poll, two, three days back, Four in ten Americans believe that in the next ten years, because of our cultural, political divisions right now, some wanting to take long rifles away, seize your guns, others willing to die to, you know, they'll, they'll be saying, you know, from my cold, dead fingers, you're going to be taking this away. You know, people taking a stand when it comes to the issue of killing the undelivered baby and others that are willing to defend to the death the undelivered baby. 
All these issues that are all coming to a head right now and going crazy, branching off into crazy territory, injecting children with hormones to suppress their, their natural gender, their, their sex, and doing snip-snip surgery uh, for these kids, all these crazy things. We are so divided now, it has a, such a strange look to it, this division. We don't understand each other. We are definitely oil and water like never before. A four in ten Americans believe that in the next ten years there will be civil war. Of those, a little bit over 50% of the Republicans say that. An amazing 40% of Democrats said the same thing. And 40% of independents saying that in the next ten years. What do you think? We've survived a civil war. We've survived many divisions in this country, wars and strife and political fights. Hmm. What do you think? Next 10 years, civil war in this country? There's nothing that can, there's nothing that will blend this political oil and water and people taking sides and willing to be violent like they were two years ago in that summer of rage, BLM, Antifa-fueled violence that to this day is ignored by Joe Biden and the Democrats. And he's trying to create a boogeyman from what happened on J6 by a few idiots. That's the violence that he's pointing to. That's the danger of MAGA Republicans and Donald Trump is J6. Still trying to play that up. At Sergio Talk, at Sergio Talk, tell me what you think. Ten years from now, somewhere between now and ten years, we'll see an actual fiery civil war in this country. I hope not. But man, it looks really strange to me right now. At Sergio Talk. You're listening to The Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. We're broadcasting from The Dana Show, Southern Command in the RGV of Texas. President Biden's desperate for a new Iran deal. Ranked choice voting in Alaska makes the fourth place finisher the winner. And energy policy could soon be used to limit our freedom. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives, and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. We're broadcasting from the Dana Show Southern Command, KURV News Radio Studios of South Texas, RGV at Texas, Brownsville. That's where Elon Musk, that's uh, his temporary home with his spaceport, the Starbase. Everybody's here. McAllen, Texas is where the studios are at. My name is Sergio Sanchez, and if you'd like to say hello, at Sergio Talk on on Twitter. Stick around. I made a new friend today. I want to share a conversation with you coming up uh, on the clock. It'd be about 40 minutes after the hour because on the con- condensed version of the show, that'd be the segment after this one. Daquan Bruce is his name with Concerned Communities for America. I got his reaction. Now, he's helping minorities in several big cities, you know, Pick themselves up by their bootstraps, something that AOC doesn't understand. You know, independence, personal responsibility, discipline, education, all those things, traditional values. Want to get his opinion on the buses coming from Texas now going to Chicago, Illinois. All right, Steve, well, let's do some headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Okay, Russia and China working together. Ah, that can't be good. Taking part in joint military drills on the Sea of Japan. Uh, Hello, Japan. 
And they've got other nations participating with these military drills. They've got Syria, Mongolia, and some ex-Soviet nations, just FYI. You might want to keep an eye on that. And Dolly Parton is releasing her own doggy clothing line. A country music singer announcing her collection called Doggy Parton. Super cute. From the Danish show Southern Command, I'm Sergio Sanchez. Want a behind-the-scenes look at the Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. You know, Democrats often say that America is a racist nation. They are wrong. We are a just and noble nation. We are a republic devoted, however imperfectly, to the truth that all are created equal. Amen. We are the greatest country in the history of the world. Republican Kevin McCarthy, that's truth, man. You can go to the bank with that. If you don't believe it, hey, I could drive you 10 miles south from the KURV studio here in McAllen, Texas, take you down to Boca Chica Beach where Elon Musk is at, near him over there at, at this little spaceport thing that he has there at Brownsville. You can look at the river. Look at the Rio Grande River and look at people crossing on a day-to-day -day basis by the thousands here and upriver. They're coming here as quickly as possible. Hey, welcome to the Dana Show, Hour 2 of the program. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Yes, we're broadcasting from the Dana Show Southern Command, RGV of Texas. Yeah, the, the door to one of the many doors that illegal immigrants are using, uh, fueled by, you know, empowered by, encouraged by Joe Biden, and his open border policy, he's doing, Joe Biden is doing absolutely nothing, nothing to enforce border law and discourage these illegal immigrants who are dying by untold numbers. They're dying in Mexico. They're dying in Mexico. They're dying in ranch land. They're dying in the desert. They're dying in the river. And all of these deaths that should be placed at the front door at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue that should be placed by the president who, by the Constitution, he's supposed to be enforcing law on the border, is not. And he pretty much told everybody it's, it's an open door from the very beginning. And since from the very beginning of his administration, we've had probably about 5 million illegal immigrants. About half of those we've been able to tally, thanks to Border Patrol, as being told, just let them in, let them in, let them game the asylum system in this country. The other, they got away since he started back in February uh, last year. You want to say hi, send me a, a text, uh, not a text message. <laughs> Imagine if I gave my phone number <laughs> on the national show. Send me a message via, <laughs> via Twitter, at Sergio Talk. This wonderful, wondrous country, blending. Just think of it, man. Just all the ethnicities and, and cultures, all the different nations that have come here that has influenced literature and fashion and arts and what else, cuisine, music, everything. They're still coming. They have an opportunity to come here because it is indeed the greatest country in North. And, and, and as I've said before, if you don't believe that, you're a Democrat, you're a lefty, you don't believe that, go take a bullhorn, go down to the river and do all those poor people, future victims of racism and all the injustice in America. Do them a favor and tell them, stop, alto, stop. Don't come here. Don't swim the river. Go back. Go back. This is the worst country 
on the planet. These, these illegal immigrants, they, they know better. We just need controlled migration. We got Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago. She's in the news attacking our governor here in Texas, Greg Abbott, calling him racist and xenophobic and unpatriotic. Wah, wah, wah. She's just hurting because Chicago is a sanctuary city. I guess maybe the state of Illinois is as well. I need to look at that. But I know California is a sanctuary state and L.A. is a sanctuary city and San Francisco is a sanctuary city. Governor Greg Abbott, you go, Governor, you go. You send those buses up to Illinois, just like you did to D.C., just like you did to New York. You keep sending those buses up to – because I'm sure that as a sanctuary city, Chicago, Illinois, if, you know, doing this whole you know virtual signaling thing, that you know, oh, we welcome you with open arms. Well, open up your wallet now. Open up the shelter. And since you've been a smoke signaling this for such a long time and doing the virtual signaling thing for such a long time, you're ready, right? You had plenty of time to set up all the cots, buy some blankets, buy enough food and medicine, and set up all the locations that will host the millions upon millions of illegal immigrants that will continue to take advantage of the Biden border mess. So there you go. It's time for you to share the wealth of illegal immigrants. It's time for you to pay your fair share. Thank you, Governor Abbott, for sending them there. Oh, Governor, uh, how about next batch of buses go west? Take I-10, take I-20, go west. Let's go to California. They loved, you know, virtual signaling. They're, they're going to be accepting all these illegal immigrants. Time to send them to L.A., time to send them to San Francisco. Let's go. I made a new friend, Daquan Bruce, uh, with that concerned community for America. And I called him because he his efforts are with uh, the minority community, Latinos and other f- foreigners. good majority of the folks that, that migrated legally to this country still need to work hard to you know, make a better life, or of course, or African-American or black community in this country, helping these large communities in big cities in our country be independent and work hard and go to school and take these traditional values and become a success in this country, just like many immigrants have become instant successes just by simply working hard. He's been working with with several organizations across the country. I asked him about these buses coming from Texas to Washington, to Chicago, and where he is at in Washington, D.C. Go ahead, Steve. With Concerned Communities for America Executive Director Daquan Bruce. It's a pleasure, Mr. D., what is Concerned Communities for America, brother? Let's start there. Yeah, so CCA, we are a nonprofit that focuses on um, outreach and uh, to uplift minority black and um, Latino communities across the, across the country, um, really uniting them under our shared values of faith, family, uh, safety, and then economic empowerment. Um, our goal, you know, is to facilitate a political transformation in these communities, but then also a, a social renewal of, around those values and really drive out, you know, quote unquote, progressive or, um, you know, leftist policies that have, you know, further degraded our communities as a whole. Where are you based, Dequan? So we're, we're D.C. based, okay. um, but, you know, we, we operate all around the country with our, with our partnership network. You're looking at this from a pro-family, pro-faith 
pro-police, public safety, and when you say economic impairment, I hear capitalism, investment, seizing the opportunity that has been given by America. This must be an uphill fight for you within the African-American community and many Latinos because their point of view has been twisted to favor socialism, dependence on the state, minimizing the role of faith and family in what they hope to achieve in life. You must be fighting uphill. Um, You know, it's not as as, as difficult as, as you would think, but yeah, it is a lot of, it is a challenge, you know, getting into these communities Many of them, uh, the challenge is getting in. But once we present the facts and once we present the numbers, people overwhelmingly agree with us. You know, they agree that, you know, in order to have safe communities, we need to have more ownership within the community. We need to have better jobs and more entrepreneurs. People need to be able to make a decent living in their community. They agree with those things. You know, when you talk about the reliance of, um, of, of the centrality of the family, these are core values within our communities that, you know, we're, our families are built upon. Having a strong central family union, having a father in the home, having a, a support system, those are core to black and brown communities across the country. Um, it's just a matter of dis- dispelling the leftist, you know, propaganda and the leftist rumors that people have come to believe. And that, that was true in my own story. You know, becoming a conservative, I had to understand that it was my values that dictated my political beliefs, not, you know, the political beliefs of those who I heard on the media, on TV all the time, who were the loudest that dictated what I actually believed. Declan Bruce is the director of Concerned Communities for America. How many chapters do you have nationwide, Dequan? Um, as we're growing, you know, we, we are partnering with organizations that are already established and mm-hmm. leveraging them as our community partners. Okay. And in, in that regard, we're, currently we have about six organizations that we partner with between Chicago, Washington, D.C., Atlanta, and Los Angeles. And our goal is to continue to grow, expand our reach, and expand the work that we're doing, but also support the work of our partners who are helping, you know, provide safety in communities, who are helping drive those conservative messages, but also support our communities in meaningful ways that BLM promised but never actually followed through with. Yeah. Oh, they took the money and started buying all sorts of mansions and other stuff with that. The faith community, Dequan. What has been the reaction so far? I hope some of your folks have been speaking with pastors in the black community, because many of these pastors, they have been driving the agenda for it. Democrats and now leftist Democrats, Marxist Democrats, please tell me that they're waking up to this lie that they accepted. They're going to start voting their values pretty soon. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, many of our partners are pastors who who run organizations of their own. We are led by men who are clergymen, as well as businessmen across the country. They speak directly to the communities and drive that transition or transformation toward a values-based approach when it comes to policy, when it comes to politics as well. With with clergy, uh, especially those who are you know, very hardcore, hardlined on matters of uh, diversity and inclusion and things like that, it's a bit of a stretch to get them to see the desire, the need for a return of, to those values. But when we leverage our clergy who lead our organization to go out into the communities and chat with them, you know, we're seeing that they're starting to turn their, their views in their eyes. But, you know, the biggest problem is, you know, with the 
current way the Republican Party is, many people don't feel represented. And so our goal with that is to highlight the diversity of the party and take back the notion that, you know, diversity is a bad word because it's not. We all should be represented and celebrated. And that's what we're trying to do here. With Concerned Communities for America, Daquan Bruce has several partnerships and partners in several cities. You mentioned Chicago and D.C. And of late, our governor, Greg Abbott, has been sending charter buses to Washington, D.C., and and now Chicago, full of illegal immigrants, uh, these folks that are gaming the asylum system and have a ticket into the country. I want to get your quick opinion of that. You know, Mayor, Mayor Lightfoot of Chicago, you know, praised Governor Abbott in the same statement you know, noted, uh, denounced him as being racist, uh, discriminatory, and a purveyor of human rights, cruelty, abuses by accepting and then immediately busing these migrants to other areas. Chicago has been a place that has toted, you know, its its um, designation as a sanctuary city, uh-huh. but it's really only been a sanctuary city in name only. We don't really have the infrastructure to welcome and support these migrants. Right now, it's only 60, you know, so we can work with organizations to support them. But what about when, you know, it becomes 5, 10, 15 busloads of of migrants who need help? Um, Chicago isn't prepared for that. And so, you know, our mayor, while she likes to focus on the national things, should really be focusing on building out the infrastructure in the city if we're going to continue to take migrants um, in such capacity and in these large droves that they're coming into Texas. I would say, Daquan, no one is prepared. And that's a statement. That's the reality that Greg Abbott wants everybody to face. No community in this country is prepared. For example, New York. New York, they've hosted about seven, 8,000 people already from, from uh, Texas buses. Seven, 8,000, that's the, like the daily number that crosses the border illegally here on the southwest border. And they've only received seven, 8,000 in the entirety of this program dating back several months. So I hope the, the message gets across because we need controlled immigration, legal immigration. That benefits the country. This out-of-control system we have right now does not benefit anyone. And we already have folks in our cities, in our communities that need help, need our focus, need our funds. And now we're going to be stretched super thin everywhere. And where else would you like to see these buses go, Daquan? Just curious, because I'd like for them to go to California <laughs> for what? They're another <laughs> sanctuary. Yeah, California would be a really great place for <laughs> them. Um, you know, more than anything, you know, many of these migrants, um, you know, I was reading, have come from places like Venezuela and Nicaragua, places where the freedoms of, of the individual person is, are truly under fire. I have several friends who, who've come here seeking asylum after their property, after their businesses and their families were taken from them in Venezuela. So we know that these people need help. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather, I would want to see them go to places that have the infrastructure to help them. And let's do it in a, in a lawfully and orderly manner. You know, if we continue to allow every individual into the past the borders without directly enforcing our laws, then we're going to get into a place where we do have individuals who come with mild intent. It's a pleasure, Daquan. You be safe and continued success with what you're trying to do within the African-American and Latino community in big cities in our country. With Concerned Communities for America is Daquan Bruce. And a follow-up on Governor Greg Abbott here in Texas. In the news today, he's in North Texas saying, nope, 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 he's not going to stop. Those buses will continue to roll from Texas to D.C., where Daquan is, New York, Chicago, Illinois. And come on, Governor, come on, buddy. Let's go to California. Let's go to California. 
Can't wait. San Francisco, L.A. specific. You're listening to The Dana Show from The Dana Show Southern Command. You want to say hi, send a comment, whatever. At Sergio Talk on Twitter, this is The Dana Show. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P-50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech. Happy Friday, amigo. Happy Labor Day weekend. Safe travels to you if you hit the road. Don't forget to look up the Dana Show, the podcast, the condensed version of the show, and all the other materials that she on board. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and you're listening to The Dana Show from her southern command, as I refer to it, the studios of KURV, proud affiliate here in the RGV of Texas. So stick around. we got Florida man. And uh, speaking of Florida, I just want to say Godspeed to Artemis One, NASA. Uh, I hope you guys figured out how to fuel those big rockets and take care of business tomorrow. Artemis One going out there somewhere to the moon, spinning around the moon for a few days, like 40-some-odd days, come back, splash. And then Artemis II, the way I was, it was explained to me by a friend out in Florida. So Artemis II has people in it. Spin, 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 around the moon, come back, splash. And then Artemis III, like in a few years, we're supposed to land. So let's go. Godspeed, NASA, this weekend. Um, that, that's a positive Florida news for now. Meantime, let's do Florida, man. Go ahead, Steve. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> It's time for Florida Man. I was talking to Steve off here about this. This probably happens several times a night in Florida. Uh, just of it, Florida dude dressed in boxers and socks, and that's it. Arrested for locking himself into a Little Caesars restaurant, burglarized the place. His name is Chad Corn. Had some bottles of water, some brownies. They collected the stuff. He, he opened the door to that Little Caesars. It was open. Like The, the door was open. But when he went back, it was locked. I don't know if somebody was funny playing a joke on him. He tried to escape, go through the ceiling tiles. He fell to the ground. Alarm sounded. He tried the uh, drive through window, went through there, and met authorities waiting for him. Burglary, $1,000 in damages because he damaged the ceiling tiles and petty theft. Hey, and there's another positive Florida. This one I want to share from Orlando. Breakthrough test for brain-eating amoebas. Advent Health Orlando providing this breakthrough, they say. It's a new test that can quickly determine, let's say you go swimming in fresh water, warm water, on a lake somewhere. They say that after you go swimming in fresh water, if you experience a, a stiff neck vomiting after swimming, you need to get yourself checked for amoeba. And there's a new test that's hitting the market soon to make a, f- a fast diagnosis on that. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi? At Sergio Talk on Twitter from South Texas. This is The Dana Show. We're seeing some signs that inflation may be, maybe, I'm not overpromising, may be beginning to ease. <laughs> Couple no, that with the fact that gas prices have now fallen 80 straight days, the fastest decline in over a decade. And the price at the pump is now a dollar twenty a gallon less than it was the beginning of the summer. America has some really good news going into Labor Day weekend. Yeah, hallelujah! He has saved us. Joe Biden has saved us. Hey, welcome to hour three of the Dana Show from the Dana Show Southern Command and the RGV of Texas. Big hug and a kiss to you, Dana and Chris 
and my brother Sugarcane, and even you, Steve, everybody, uh, thanks for calling us up today, and we're, we're proud to represent on behalf of liberty and common sense and information that voters desperately need to know. Why in blazes did gasoline prices have to go up so much? Why did they, hun? Hmm, Joe? Why? Well, because you turned off the spigot. You got rid of, you know, big projects that would provide the free flow of traditional fuel you know, for us, for markets overseas, killed thousands of union jobs in this country, and created a political-fueled regulatory environment that made it very, very difficult for the producers to go out there and extract this plentiful, thank God we have natural resources in this country, there's plentiful minerals for us to extract, but you make it so hard at EPA and all these other regulatory bodies to get these permits and to transfer equipment. And yeah, we're about a buck 20, right? Down. We're still close to a buck compared to this time last year, higher. Uh, thanks to your silly policies and restricting traditional fuels, traditional oil, gas. And about two bucks higher compared to two years ago as well. And gas, well, he says, I don't want to overpromise too much. Uh, we're going down. And it's like he's, he's crossing his fingers, toes, legs, and arms, anything necessary. So, okay, keep going, keep going. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but, hey, the numbers are moving in the right direction. I got friends in the front lines of, oh, Tim Snyder, one of them up in North Texas. I, I love his reports on MatadorEconomics.com. Oh, Tim, looking at maybe in the fall, maybe more craziness, shortness of supply. So we're not done yet. It's a freaking roller coaster. And price of gas is way too high. The other price of fuel that's way too much, diesel. That's, that's the, the kicker. Diesel, big trucks, sending all the electronics you want to buy at the stores, the clothing for Christmas, the food for this weekend. These truckers are paying way too much, and it's really expensive to send all this stuff to market. So everything is on its ear right now. A little public service information. I've been doing several interviews here in South Texas with folks at Drug Enforcement Administration. And thanks for your openness. Look, of the, of the federal agencies and departments that are most um, available, that are available the most, I need to <laughs> properly position the words, available the most, that are an open book and very transparent. Number one, Border Patrol. Border Patrol has always been there. Lord bless you guys. 27, 28 years now broadcasting here in South Texas. Lord bless you guys at Border Patrol for always being an open book and privately, quietly on the side, providing information necessary for us to know and allowing little monkeys like me to try to regurgitate some of that information so that folks know what's going on on the border. The other folks that are always willing to talk, DEA, and of late, their message is very, very important. Of the flood that's coming in, crossing the U.S.-Mexican border illegally, and China's to blame for a lot of this because of the ingredients that they provide Mexico, and the cartels just out of the bus. Heads up, mom and dad, heads up. Deadly opiates being crushed into and formed into counterfeit pills. The stuff looks like candy. I mention this because... You know, from my perspective, here in deep South Texas, the Dana Show Southern Command, here right here on the U.S.-Mexican border and, and the coast, everything is north of me. Everything is Central Texas, including San Antonio. There's a school district up in Central Texas, north of, north of me. Three kids. 
three, I call them three babies. I know they're teenagers. Three kids, someone's babies. Three kids have died recently as a result of exposure poisoning with fentanyl. Doesn't take much to, for fentanyl to, to kill you. I know that you're, you know, more informed than the average radio listening bear. So you know it's just like a little gram, like a, like a salt cube size, a little gram, a, a small little portion of, of salt that size. You ingest that, you get that in your blood system, boom, you're going to go see Jesus. It's, it's deadly. And these cartels, they don't give a flip. They get their money. First of all, they get their money from illegal immigrants crossing the border, if you don't know that. And I don't blame you because national news doesn't broadcast this, and they should, and they're irresponsible for not doing it. But thank you for listening to The Dana Show, because Dana's always talking about stuff like this. Thank you, Dana. But the other, other item, other commodity, other products, that uh, illicit products that the cartels would make in money hand over fist is the transport of narcotics and of late fentanyl, super deadly, leading to hundreds of thousands of Americans losing their lives over several years. I, I was explaining this to my 15-year-old yesterday. Hey, I've, I read the Riot Act for my 15-year-old going to school. And I know he's going to a good school, a charter school, the top charter school in the country idea. But even so, you know, you, you get a mix of some pretty strange kids in there. And I told them, son, you never, ever, ever eat anything that is offered to you, someone you don't know, even people that you know and you don't necessarily have a good relationship. Just don't. If they give you something at school, don't. And you ain't never going to some crazy late night party. You just ain't. You live under my roof. You're not going, period. Because you just don't know what they're going to give you. Hide in your drink or in your food. And it used to be when I was growing up with my friends, so-called friends, the joke was, you know, let's, let's, let's put some marijuana in these brownies. Let's put some marijuana in these chocolate chip cookies. Remember those days? You guys Gen Xers, maybe a little older. You guys remember that? That was the joke. Today, just, you know, they may not do it out of spite, but just out of... Stupid kid curiosity. Get a little group of kids. Let's give it to let's give it to Mikey. He eats everything. Let's give him this drink or this candy or the in this case the DEA warning us of, of pills that have it started in California a few weeks ago and I started doing interviews on this. It's now in Texas and it's starting to spread all over the country. You need to know about this. You need to tell your kids do not eat any colorful candy, rainbow-looking candy from any kids at school. You know, my fear is that, and my kid is addicted to sugar. My, that's, he's a sugar ant, my, my 15-year-old. I told him, you cannot, must not ever, ever, ever eat anything that your fellow students give you at school. That's just the rule. That's, that's the way to make it safe. Candy, candy looking, whatever it is, do not ingest. Do not touch. You say no thank you or you just don't touch it. Because, man, it, fentanyl will kill you with just a small, small little segment of nothing. Isn't that crazy? Deadly opiates, these new pills, they, they look like they come in candy colors. And big thank you to all the gang at, at DEA for always providing us airtime, telling us about this stuff. We're seeing it in Texas. It's coming to you. If it hasn't made it, it's headed towards you. Talk to your kids. They look like regular, normal painkillers and pills to, to get a high, but they're laced with fentanyl, and it doesn't take much to, to send you to the other side. Governor Abbott, I've mentioned this a couple of times already, of course, he's in the news, sending buses up to Chicago, Illinois now, going to D.C., going to New York, not going to Chicago. I want him to send to California. But I should have mentioned this earlier. This is why I brought it back. 
you and I, we can continue to contribute. You see, the state of Texas is, the governor is the one that's paying for this, these chartered bus trips. And I know you as a patriot and you thoroughly enjoying this news, be a part of it. I invite you, be a part of it. Why don't you go to the governor's website and find the link, make a contribution for these charter bus trips from Texas to now Illinois and D.C. and New York. It's an easy way to go online, make the donation. That way to save local taxpayers. Number one, at the local level here in South Texas and in Texas, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, we're footing the bill at shelters, at these organizations that are housing these folks that are coming across the border illegally. Some of y'all already getting them because they're going up northeast to go see family and friends. But now the governor's making things easier with these charter buses, and the state of Texas is paying the cost. And you can help pay for some of that. It's a good cause because, after all, these are, you could say, it's humanitarian. Uh, these are um, sanctuary cities. And because they've been doing the virtual signaling thing for such a long time, calling themselves sanctuary cities, L.A., D.C., San Francisco, you know, New York, I'm sure they're ready to host these people. So go online. Find Governor Greg Abbott's web link and make a donation for all these buses. I would donate not only money to this thing, I'd go out to one of those truck accessory places. I just thought, uh, go to one of these, uh, or one of our clients or truck accessories places. I think we should decorate those buses going north. And I think the, the perfect decoration to say, this came from Texas, enjoy. I think we should buy some of those uh, steer, uh, those, those bull uh, steel uh, testicles that you know the ones they put on, on on trucks on the hitch at the back you know swinging we should put that on the buses going north to all these cities just like a special little kiss is from Texas all right so we got uh, these charter buses with illegals going to other cities and they they deserve it because they want them with open arms right migratory patterns in this country everybody's coming to the U.S. from other nations because we are the shining city on a hill. In our country, folks who have common sense or have money or work hard for a living, they have assets, uh, they want to live free of government regulation, they would like to keep their gas-powered, you know, fuel-powered vehicles, all these things, they're moving from California to Texas at a huge rate. We got ourselves a brand-new congressperson here in, in Texas as a result, uh, two of them as a result of of the migratory patterns. And just another indication, something I never would have thought of before. I, let me see if I can find, this is a writer from, from one of our friends here in Texas. It is, let's see, placer.ai. Placer.ai. So, to prove the migration pattern from California to Texas and how significant eyebrow-raising it is, the past three years, this study was conducted and shows that In-N-Out burgers, you know, California, and it's a good product. I, I have to admit that. It's a good product, uh, In-N-Out. In it doesn't, doesn't compare to, you know, Whataburger, you know, Texas-based Whataburger, which I think it's owned out of state, and I don't want to go there. But anyway, it was birthed in Texas, Corpus Christi. But the Whataburger product is a signature Texas product. I think it's vastly superior 
but um, in and out it's simple menu, pretty straightforward. It's pretty good. I mean, it's hard to mess up a, it's hard to mess up a cheeseburger. But since it is in and out is uniquely California, and it's you know in Texas now, the past three years, according to the study, in and out burger restaurants in Texas have seen an astonishing thirty five percent growth in business. Other fast food joints like Texas once owned Texas owned Waterburger, but Texas based Waterburger. And the other, you know, Wendy's and Madonna's and you know the King, Burger King, everybody everybody else in fast food and burgers only saw a one percent jump the last three years. In and out burger in Texas saw a thirty five percent increase. Bunch of people from California, you know, running around town getting their burger, their favorite burger. That's that's a pretty amazing statistic. I just hope and pray that all these people that brought all those U-Hauls to Texas, I hope they brought a more liberty-minded mindset. I hope that they're all conservatives, libertarians, independents that are conservatives, Republicans, and decided to move to Texas. Kind of like, you know, the New York mayor, uh, the New York governor telling all the Republicans to leave the state, all the mega people, all the Trump leave the state. We don't want you here. Uh, I hope you guys are all Republicans, all conservatives. That's because I don't want I don't want any Californication of, of Texas politics. Twenty minutes after the hour already. My goodness, having too much fun. You guys be safe on the road. If you're traveling this Labor Day weekend, go check out the Dana Show podcast. And that's good use of your time. Behind the wheel, you're doing doing a lot of driving. Get a lot of good information into your head. Look it up, the Dana Show podcast on several platforms. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi, send a message. It's at Sergio Talk on Twitter. This is the Dana Show from her Southern Command in McAllen, Texas. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. Superb choice of music, amigo. My goodness. Welcome to the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez in for my friend Dana. If you want to say hi, it's at Sergio Talk. So we're going to law school. Uh, I'm not going to charge you anything for it. Just a little bit. 40 minutes after the hour in this next segment after the bottom of the hour. So is it, is it too late to too late to you know, drag Hillary Clinton, Senator Court? You know, the, the secret server thing, the illegally erased emails and the the smashed up phones, all, all that stuff that was under subpoena. Is it too late? Because I'd like to know, because we might be given an opportunity to finally provide some payback. <laughs> Jeffrey Atticott from St. Mary's School of Law coming up in just a little bit here on The Dana Show. All right, Steve-O, let's do some headlines. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Godspeed, Artemis One. They've got the countdown going. Weather forecast forward at Cape Canaveral looking pretty good. So if everything's successful, tomorrow uh, they're going to launch. Should be an afternoon launch, they say. Let me see if I can find it. I saw it earlier. Uh, 217 Eastern. So there you go. Calculate based on where you are. 217 Saturday. That's when they're supposed to launch Artemis One. I hope the weather cooperates. Let's see what else is here. Bond denied for one big fat dude, 670 pound pound dude. Uh, He's one of the suspects in that human smuggling run up in central Texas, up in in San Antonio. 18-wheeler full of dead people, all illegal immigrants. He was asking to be released because he hurt his ankle in a fall or something like that while in confinement. Wanted house uh, arrest. 
No, this 670-pound dude was one of the suspects in this human smuggling run. Told, no, you can stay in jail. College football is back. College football is back. And here in Texas, I'm looking forward to the Texas Aggies taking Kyle Field this weekend. And on the subject of football, NFL Hall of Famer Joe Montana, the ball that he supposedly threw for the first touchdown is up for auction. Although somebody says, no, that's not the ball. I got that in a box over at my house in Texas. So <laughs> where's this auction going? I'm Sergio Sanchez. Say hi at Sergio Talk on Twitter. This is The Dana Show. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's The Dana Show. And I wanted to mention this before I go to Jeffrey Atticott, my guest. We're going to law school here for just a a few minutes. We, We are now in year two of some new rules that allow college football players and athletes at the university level, if, let's say... I don't know, for some reason, they wind up on the Wheaties box because they're the number one javelin thrower or, you know, a a speed swimmer, track and field stars, right? They can make money while in college, endorsing, hawking stuff, selling stuff, right? Year two of the new rules, and somebody tabulated the numbers. College, um, colleges, college athletic programs are going to be doling out, I'm sorry, because of the new rules, $1.1 billion will be poured into colleges, specifically college athletes, and half of the $1.1 billion that will go to, you know, top swimmers, top track and field people, top baseball people, on and on, half of that money going to top football players this year. I've got no problem with it. That's just me. That's their talent. They've been gifted with that. I have no problem with it. All I say, consider returning all the scholarship money that you received, put it back in the piggy bank so some other kid can benefit from it. That's that's all I have to say. Okay, let's go to let's go to law school. And my question to a friend of mine, you know, Donald Trump withstanding, all yes or no. And Hillary Clinton, if they're gonna go after Trump, I want him to go after Hillary. Here's my conversation with Jeffrey Atticott. Department of Justice, FBI going after President Trump, the charge Documents that he shouldn't have, they say. Professor Jeffrey Atticott, St. Mary's University, is my guest. I keep hearing, Professor, that Trump does not have standing. (laughs) I'm shaking my head. He's the focus of this investigation. He's asking for somebody impartial, third party, to take a look at all this. It was his house. He's the one being investigated. He's the one facing these potential charges. He's the one that they want in an orange jumpsuit. How the hell does he not have standing, Professor? Yeah, I mean, that's a fallacious argument. Obviously, a special master should be appointed to look over the shoulder of the uh, of the FBI and the DOJ, and I think many of us believe that the reason that a special master is needed is because the American people have lost the trust and confidence uh, in the FBI, in the DOJ. Uh, we simply look back at what happened with Russiagate and the uh, the FISA warrants that were doctored and presented to uh, to the courts by the F- by FBI agents, DOJ, and so we've seen that they have uh, they have you know cooked the books in the past, so to speak. And uh, I think it's necessary in this case when you're you know targeting a uh, a former president of the United States who is probably going to be the political opponent of the current president in an upcoming election. 
you need to have a, a special master appointed. Trump certainly has standing. The judge, of course, has agreed that he has standing, and that's why this judge is going to issue a written opinion, and I predict uh, that that opinion will appoint a special master to try to, uh, you know, to try to do what the FBI should have done on day one, and that is they should have appointed their own special master, because when you collected all these boxes, they, uh, you know, there was an overbroad search warrant. It wasn't tailored as the Constitution requires. I think that's pretty clear. And they gathered up all sorts of information. Um, and so we need to figure out, we need to have oversight uh, from the judicial branch of our government as to what is going on here. Donald Trump was the head of the executive branch. He was the chief executive. He was the boss. He's the one who could easily have said, oh, declassify this, declassify that. That's within his power to do so. And this National Archive base based investigation, it just seems so desperate on the part of leftists and opponents at DOJ and FBI to try to take him down any way possible, try to take him out of the race for president in 24. That's the way it looks to me. Yeah, particularly if you heard the speech last night from President Biden, he's trying to demonize all Republicans, uh, you know, and, and Donald, Chief, uh, Donald Trump, of course, is the, is the chief Satan here. So it, it's, it's, you know, it's something that really deserves a lot of attention, particularly, as I indicated, this has never been done in American history. We have other cases, Hillary Clinton, for example, that had thousands of classified uh, documents in her possession, a server in a private house. Uh, nothing was done. And, and again, the urgency issue by some on the left that, well, this was urgent. Uh, it's been almost two years since he's had these documents, and they were in negotiation with, you know, with the government authorities about what to turn over and, and how these things should be turned over. But as to your first point, that's a question that the federal courts will have to answer, whether the president uh, declassified all those documents. And they might say, well, he didn't sign a particular piece of paper and cross <laughs> T and dot of I. You know, yes. Is that necessary? Hey, Sign for him. Simply yeah, as the president exactly. make that unilateral declaration, <laughs> and we'll fill out the paperwork later. Uh, again, this is something that the courts will have to unravel. I predict that uh, no charges will ever be filed against against President Trump yeah. for this, uh, you know, for this argument about should these documents, you know, be uh, retained by the government or should they remain in the personal possession of the president because he declassified them and he obviously is very concerned about his legacy given the false Russia hoax. Uh, in my opinion, the false Ukrainian impeachment. Yes. So he gathered up some of these documents to prepare his memos, I would say. See, I don't think there's anything that will stop these people in the left. You, you think there won't be any charges. I think there, there will be charges, and it will be an attempt to discredit him and tie him up in legal issues and distract him, make sure he doesn't run for president. That's what they don't want on the left, they want him to run. Maybe it could be, like you were saying, the tripwire would be, well, he didn't fill out Form 80-A. It could be as easy as that. But you mentioned, you mentioned Hillary Clinton. Is it possible... Yep that her criminal activity that was spelled out by Jim Comey, point A, point B, point C, the emails that were destroyed, all these phones that were destroyed and, and um, bleeds, uh, the secret server at her house that she was not supposed to have and exposed national secrets to the world, potentially, could she still be prosecuted by a Trump administration, the Trump DOJ and FBI in the future, where payback would be a, you know what, a female dog? 
Well, and that's an interesting point, because when President Trump was the president, he had you know the usual political rhetoric that politicians have about lock her up, and we see the same thing for every president. But when he actually you know, became the president, he didn't take this type of draconian action against his political opponents. You know, he didn't sick his DOJ and FBI uh, to pursue these things. He, he, he recognized that, uh, you know, that American democracy must move forward, and given the you know given the high level of his political opponents that it would you know it would not be appropriate there's other ways to to handle these types of issues and and again back to the trump administration they were negotiating they turned over boxes um and under the constitution you're supposed to use the least intrusive means that you possibly can when you have a dispute uh they should have could have simply issued another subpoena from a court uh and and gone in and gathered whatever they wanted to gather um you know, they went straight to the nuclear option, uh, apparently, and it's very, you know, it smells to high heavens to most people because it's right before a midterm election, and, and you know, it just doesn't look good. It smells really bad. We need an independent body like the federal judge here to appoint at least a special master and, and to get more information to the American people about, you know, what's the urgency. Uh, we've heard all sorts of uh, leaks from the FBI that it was about nuclear yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. And then we see a photograph of yeah. scattered documents documents on a, on a rug. Uh, I don't think anybody believes that's how he stored his documents, throwing them across the rug in his, in his, in, in his uh, you know, in his house. Uh, that was a staged photo. So, you know, it's just it's a lot of concerns yeah. here for people that, that, that you know, that, that pledge allegiance to our Constitution and, and try to do the right thing. It, it just seems bad. I may be wrong, but it seems, it seems very yeah, spurious. I, I, I want to take you back again to that question, because, yes, I know President Trump, former President Trump, well, when he was president, he talked a good game. Lock her up. This case specifically against Hillary Clinton, just just out of sick curiosity, has it crossed a certain time limitation where it cannot be prosecuted? Because it was very well spelled out by Jim Comey. Just take that sheet, copy-paste it, send it out to everybody. Let's uh, convene a grand jury on this. Even in Washington, D.C., super leftists, I don't know, it would maybe they would need to do it somewhere else, but is there a limitation on time that this case could not move forward against Hillary Clinton? There are statute limitations, but I don't believe that it's expired in her case. But again, if you want to target someone with the intelligence agency or with the FBI, uh, you know, if you're targeting someone to find a crime of something that they did, you're going to find something. And that's the issue. If we target any person, if I targeted you or me or any American citizen, if it says 35 miles an hour when you're going to work and you did 36, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> that's not how we do things in this country. We, we have a crime, and then we investigate. We don't investigate people to find a crime, and I think that's another issue that many people see with Donald Trump. They're trying to find anything on him, from taxes to, you know, to walking across the, to jaywalking across the street. So they're looking for a crime, and they're targeting him. I think that's what a lot of people feel that is occurring, and that's just un-American. Thank you, Professor. You be safe. From St. Mary's University, from the law school, Dr. Jeffrey Atticott. This is The Dana Show, and we're broadcasting today's program from what I refer to as the Southern Command here in McAllen, Texas, RGV. I'm Sergio Sanchez. You want to say hi? It's at Sergio Talk. Coming up in about four minutes, just saw this little headline come out. Germany going to pay a big check to families of Israeli athletes murdered back in 1972, the Olympics in Munich. That's coming up in about four minutes. We'll get you more information here on The Dana Show. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. 
to Dana and Chris hugging a kiss. Big hug to all the family here at the Dana Show. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Thanks for calling us up. Uh, looking forward to the next time we can join you. Uh, you want to say hi? It's at Sergio Talk on the Twitter thing. I just saw this one on uh, another. This, I think it was the Blaze. Yeah, it was. IRS removed the North Carolina NAACP tax exempt status a few weeks back after the organization failed to file tax returns. Yeah, it's uh, tax exempt, but you still need to file. They didn't do that for like three years. Other offices, NAACP also had their their non-tax status uh, revoked. I know Dana talked about I asked, I asked Steve about this. Uh, Dana talked about this a few days back. Dominion, you know that voting systems company, uh, they continue with a massive lawsuit against Fox News. Well, they're going to have to prove some damages. It's in the news today because Maria Bartiromo, um, she was deposed on Thursday. Other big names at Fox also participating, uh, being deposed by Dominion and their lawsuit against Fox News because Fox and some of the reporting, the claim is that their reporting led to damages. So that's that's the gist of it. So we'll see where this one uh, warms. And in Germany, $28 million to the families of Israeli athletes murdered back in 1972 in the Munich Olympics by Palestinian terrorists. 11 athletes killed. And Germany saying they're going to write a $28 million check to, I guess, family that's still alive, right, of these, of these athletes. Steven Spielberg had to go look it up. He had a, he developed a riveting movie of this, sort of Gideon. It's a good movie in case you're looking for something to, to see this weekend. All right, Steve-O, the stupid audio of the day. What you got, pal? Uh, we always do her a lot, but Kamala Harris, she was talking about getting hearing oh. aids over the counter, and uh, I don't know where this came from. Because you know what you need? <laughs> On some of these things, folks can self-diagnose, right? I know I can't hear something that I want to hear. And so huh? it's practical, as well as absolutely intended to bring down the cost. I have no idea. Okay. Be safe, people. Have a wonderful holiday weekend. Be careful out there on the road. I'm Sergio Sanchez. Thank you so much for joining us on The Dana Show.